Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge here on the Chorus Radio Network. And we still got a few other things to get to in our time remaining today. But I want to turn our attention to a really interesting new book. Sure, at some point or another, most of us have uh, been a passenger uh, inside a taxi cab. But what do we know about, you know, the person who's driving us where we need to go, whether it's to the airport, maybe home from a night out? It's, um, you know, certainly a, a thankless job. It could be a lonely job. Frankly, it can be a dangerous job. But at the same time, I think can be a really fascinating job and the sorts of things that taxi drivers would see it is something that's really unique to that profession. So there's certainly some stories to be told here, and uh, that's what our next guest has done. This Calgary-based author, his latest is called Driven, The Secret Lives of Taxi Drivers. It's a big book launch coming up next week. I think uh, Calgary's mayor is involved in that. Marcello Di Centillo joins us on the line here this afternoon to talk more about this project. Marcello, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I say, I think this is a really fascinating topic, and uh, clearly you, you've got some really interesting stories to share. But well, first of all, what got you interested in this? Well, you know, I've, this is my fifth book, uh, and, I, and for all my other books, I traveled, you know, to far-flung places around the world to seek out stories, kind of, of interesting people around the world. And it kind of occurred to me that, you know, I was wondering what I was missing here. You know, the, those, my, my taxi rides from my home to the airports to go on to those trips, uh, the, the, I mean, there were stories that existed within those within those cars, right? The, the taxi cab is such a, a strange place where two strangers are so close together but exchange so little. So yeah. I decided to spend about a year, you know, finding out what I was missing in, in, in effect. And, and, I, and I traveled around Canada and met with drivers and I got them to tell me their their life stories, their their personal histories. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to know who these men and women were, and where where they came from, and what their lives were up until the point where they started driving. And so this was more than just you know you're riding in the back of a taxi, and you know the, the kind of the chit chat you might get into with uh, with with someone who's driving. That these were some some sort of separate, more in depth, and longer conversations. Yeah, I figured I, I didn't want to. You know, people were asking me, you know, are you, were you just sitting in the back of the cab and getting these right. marvelous stories? No, that would be ex exceptionally expensive. Uh, um, yes, that's also, true. Uh, I didn't want the, the relationship between the, the, the driver and I to be this, you know, uh, a customer-driver uh, relationship, right? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't want to be a client when I had these conversations. That I don't think yeah. you can get kind of a get into the personal stuff when you're when you're when you're when you're a customer, a paying customer. So I, I met these I met these men and women where they most felt comfortable, and that, those, that was often at the Tim Hortons, as it turned out. And uh, um, so I, I spent like, you know long time, you know hours sometimes with with, with these drivers, uh, getting their life stories. Sometimes meeting with their families and and speaking with other people that knew them. Uh, I just I wanted I wanted a larger 
you know, sense of their lives that I couldn't get just from a quick ride in the back seat. And what's interesting is that, you know, this, there's all kinds of different stories, all kinds of different backgrounds. I mean, ultimately, yeah. the common thread is that they're all doing this for a living or contributing to, to what they do for a living. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so remarkable how diverse the backgrounds are. Oh, that's exactly right. You know what I was worried about at first was, the, was finding it only the kind of the cliche of the you know, foreign trained professional who's driving yeah. a cab in Canada <laughs> right. because his or her credentials don't, don't, are not accepted, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, the cardiologist driving a cab, the pharmacist driving a cab, the engineer. And I was very happy and, and relieved in a sense that I, I didn't find very many of those kinds of stories. And to be frank, those stories, that we, all, we know them already. Like I said, they're kind of a cliche. They're kind of an archetype of urban life in Canada. Instead, I found these incredibly layered and wide-ranging life histories of, of people who, for example, uh, uh, escaped in a, in a battered Skoda out of Czechoslovakia during the Cold War. Or I met a man, um, an Iraqi wrestler and soldier who fought two wars for Saddam Hussein before... <laughs> before traveling to Halifax to become an artist uh, and ended up driving a cab. I met another man, in, also in Halifax, who had lost his leg in Sierra Leone during the Civil War and spent years in an amputee refugee camp where he uh, trains to be a tailor and also helped to start the first uh, Sierra Leonean amputee soccer team. You know, I, I, so all kinds of stories. I met a Holocaust survivor. I met a guy who grew up in... Soviet Russia and who fought for the Russians in Afghanistan. So many, the, the, the layers and, 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 and diversity of, of life history that I found was really remarkable. And I was so grateful to these drivers who took the time to share those stories with me. Now, like I say, I mean, it, it can be a lonely job, a thankless job. It's not a well-paying job. There's, there's some inherent danger in the job. Yes. How do they feel about it? What's the relationship between the, the person and the profession? Oh, what a great question. You know, I think that I think a lot, a lot of the, the drivers that I spoke to do see their do see driving a cab as, as a, you know, as, no, as one cab driver told me, no mother ever gives birth to a cab driver. Right. Driving right. driving taxi is, is, is never someone's you know, life dream. So I think that a lot of folks resigned to that as as their job. At the same time, I met so many of the drivers, especially the men who who know that driving a cab, they have this incredible knowledge of the city where they live. You know, they, they, they have this incredible kind of psychology that they know of their passengers. They can, they can read uh, 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 a passenger from across the street, what, what, what that fare is going to be like. Um, and they love knowing those things, and they love talking about what they know. So there is, there is a level of pride, a level of, um, and sometimes it borders on arrogance, but in a, in a, in a, in a, a charming sort of way. But yeah. these, these, are, these are people who know things. They know more about our city and our cities, and, and, and in a way more about the, the citizens than the rest of us do. It would be fascinating at that level, right? I mean, just, you know, that, that, that's the cross-section of, of any big city that you would see and all the various different people who work different right. hours or people who are traveling in and out of cities and the stories you would hear. There, there is that side of it, too, that I think would, would be fascinating. And is it, is it something that and you alluded to it that, you know, they almost embrace or it's sort of seen as, as like a perk of the job in a way? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think they, they they love knowing what they know is what I is, is, yeah. is, is what, what I mean. And there's, there's a, you know you think about a, a cab is is one of the only places where you know 
all kinds of society butt up against each other, right? It's kind of the border between the working class and every other kind of class. You know, you know, whether you're a billionaire or, or, or whether you're, you're, you're just scraping by, you end up in the back of a cab at some point. So, so it, it is this kind of, it's, it's, almost like a, it's almost like public space and private space at the same time. It's interesting because being in a vehicle with someone and, and sharing a, a journey without <laughs> overstating it, I mean, there, there is a certain degree of intimacy there. And, yes. and yes. I've always wondered, and, and I, you know, as a passenger, you don't want it to be like this chauffeur VIP dynamic where right. you're taking me where I'm going and, and that's, that's as far as it goes. But, you know, this is their job at the same time. Do they want to be interrupted? Do they want to be speaking with, with every customer? What about that that relationship that exists? Maybe it's only for twenty minutes. Maybe it's an hour. But yeah, what, what is it to them? Well, so like you know, everyone's a boss in a taxi, right? No matter no matter what your regular mm-hmm. job is, when you when you when you're jumping in the back seat and you kind of blurt out your destination, you know, you're you're you're, you're kind of the boss for those for those twenty minutes. Um, but as for what the relationship between the cabbies are with their passengers, you know. I, and, and whether or not they want to talk about it, I think I, I, during my time with, with these drivers, I found there's, there's two kinds of cabbies in Canada. There's the cabbie that does not want to talk to you at all. And there's the cabbie that does not stop talking. And I, th- I, think, and I think we've been in the backseat of both of those kinds of, 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 the backseat of both of those kinds of drivers <laughs> right, yes. over our, over our you know, existence, right? Um, I think, I, yeah, I, I, I believe there, as long as the relationship is not strained, I mean, you alluded to at, at one point earlier that driving cab can be dangerous. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, statistics show that more cab drivers are killed, like murdered on the job than in any other profession. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there, there's this grim uh, database on the Internet about all the, all the cabbies in Canada who have been murdered. Uh, there's something like 217, you know, in, in, wow. in, in the past 100 years. So, and there's also the, the you know racism they face, obviously. It, you know the the, the, kind of the the horrible things that cabbies have to endure, um, and which they which they do. And, and I, a lot of these guys talked about those incidences as if it's kind of part of the job. It's something they're willing to put up with, you know, to to make a living, to put to food, put food on the table, to to put their kids through university and buy them a house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as long as we're as long as we're kind, uh, I, I, I think uh, I think the drivers like us just fine. Yeah, well, that's that's a good way of putting it. Um, but in terms of you know the access to the job, and, and you alluded to the you know the stereotype that exists, which is founded in reality of you know those who come to this country looking for a better life, and you know they come as trained professionals, and for whatever reason they're not able to make use of those those credentials, and we we hear of you know them ending up in jobs like this. But what is it about? driving a taxi that that is it is it just easier to to get into that job as opposed to other jobs or what what is it about this profession then in that sense oh yeah that's, that's a good question you know i think i don't think it's that much different than when my italian family came to to canada after world war ii you know the first italians that came here started working in the cons- working construction right uh, they were pouring cement they're building they're framing houses they're doing this sort of stuff and they're and and so when, whenever another cousin came uh, from Italy, they had connections into that industry, and I think there's a lot of it, that lot of that sort of thing here, right? You know, you have in Montreal a lot of Haitians are are, are cab drivers, and and you know once they get a foothold in that industry, the you know newer Haitian immigrants will will, will join up join in. You know, there's there's a cab company that were run by Iranian guys, and so yeah. you know 
as new Iranians came to Montreal, they, they, they worked for the same, the same guy that's with the same company. So I think there's a lot, there's a lot of that sort of point of origin. If you're talking about, if you're talking about immigrant drivers, which I think we are, I think there's a lot to do with the, the, the point of origin, like who set up, uh, 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 who, who made a life for themselves already in Canada, driving cab, and 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 then when when, when more of, of of their folks come over, they have a there's a space for them. That I think that happens a lot. I do wonder too. I mean, obviously, you know, the rise of, of ride sharing, and that's been really disruptive to everyone who yeah. works in this industry. And I can only imagine, you know, what the last twelve or fourteen months have been like. What's your mm-hmm. sense of just you know where things stand today for everybody who who has to make a living in this industry? Well, you know, th- things were rough before the pandemic, right? And, um, uh, and a lot of the drivers I, I met with, um, they they wanted to talk about Uber. They didn't want to talk about their childhoods. They didn't want to talk about where you know g- growing up in, in Beirut. They wanted to talk about how Uber and those rideshare programs and the city governments who allow them in were kind of ruining the business. Uh, and so I, I got a lot of that. Again, even before the pandemic, I had drivers say to me that the 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 business of the traditional cab business. Is, has five years left, and you know, within five years there will be no traditional cabs anymore. And then the pandemic hit. Now I had to, I had to go back. I, my book was done at the beginning of 2020, pretty much. So I had to go back and add a, a kind of a postscript when I followed up with some of these drivers and found out how they were doing. And you know, the short answer is not well. Uh, uh, the the business dropped off. You know, sometimes close to 100 percent. I heard 90 <laughs> drivers are talking about 99 percent drop off in Toronto, for example. Um, all those drivers who are making their living uh, shuttling people to and from the airports weren't driving anyone. Airport, the airport, no one was arriving anymore. There was, there, was, yeah. there was no one. There was no one to drive. So they, they've taken a hard hit. And but they're frontline workers, right? Like they're, they're as frontline workers as, any, as anyone else. They still they did not stop working. You know, they, they, they and so they're they're risking uh, uh, COVID infections. They're risking all those sorts of things uh, to, to drive us around oh, yeah. to and from our appointments, to and from our, yeah. our, our, uh, our vaccinations and our tests and all those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, the book is called Driven, The Secret Lies of Taxi Drivers. It's available now. And I guess uh, you, you got a, a, a book launch happening next week. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, uh, virtual launch, of course. And so, uh, Shelf Life Books in Calgary is, is, is putting it on. And, and, uh, Mayor Nenshi will be hosting. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've interviewed him a couple times. So he's going to return the favor, I guess, on Thursday. All right. Well, fantastic. Congrats on the book. And, uh, thanks Thank so much you. for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All the best. Uh, that is, uh, Marcelo DiCentillo. He is the author of Driven The Secret Lives of Taxi Drivers. And again, I mean, it's, we've, we've all ridden a cab, I'm sure, at some point. But it's interesting to think about it from the other side. Who is that person that's driving you from point A to point B? What's their story? And maybe you've taken the time at some point to, to hear that person's story. And they've got some remarkable stories to tell, both in terms of their own personal life story and you know the kinds of things they've seen driving a taxi cab. Our number here in Calgary, 403-974-8255 in Edmonton, 780-496-0063. Rob Breckenridge with you on the Chorus Radio Network. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.